Hello and welcome to the Graphics Profiles, the official podcast of Graphics Pro and Graphics Pro Expo, covering the graphics market online, in print, and in person. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. Our guest for episode 43 is Nikki Bowen of Machine Gun Graphics in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Nikki provides insight into this shop's well-managed growth in the specialty printing business. But before we find out more from Nikki, we'll talk to Henry Cohen, Global Sales Manager, Graphic Imaging for Hicks Corporation, the sponsor of this episode. Well, hello, Henry. It's good to talk to you again. And um, I think today what we want to talk about is your Sidekick 20, your uh, heat transfer machine. And, you know, really what I want to get at here with the uh, Sidekick 20 is what, what does this bring to a shop? Uh, what kind of production value and what kind of applications? Well, good afternoon, Regan. Yes, this is our brand new machine that we just launched. Uh, it is it is based on a twin lower with the heat head uh, moving or shuttling left to right over the uh, the two lower plates. Uh, the advantage to the customer is that you're not just working with one machine; you're working with two machines in one. Mm-hmm. While preparing on the first lower and then pressing on the first lower plate, you can move to the to the next lower and prepare uh, your next project there while the first one is being transferred. So you can move left left to right constantly and always have your one heat head on one of the two lowers in operation while the other one is ready for you to prepare the next project. So it gives you a little bit of an assembly line situation there, a little miniature one, if you will, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so it, it it's a great advantage for anything that takes a little bit of time. And I'm thinking sp- specifically if uh, people who dabble with sublimation like myself, uh, we're constantly, you know, chewing our fingernails, not wanting to walk away from our press because there's not enough time. But then again, not really wanting to stand there wasting time. Uh, spending a minute, a minute thirty, uh, waiting for the seconds to tick down, and then uh, and then moving on to the to the next shirt or the next plate or or whatever the project is. Well, in this case, there's no such danger. What we do here is we prepare, then transfer the first one, and now we have a full minute, which is about right, uh, to prepare the next the next project. Uh, to be just in time for the press to open and then move sideways and then press the next uh, shirt or the next uh, plaque of the next project. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So it's to save production time and, and get you going on that, in that direction. Correct. Yes. And and again, especially with, with transfers that take uh, more than just a couple of seconds. Okay. Yeah. A little bit more intensive projects, if you will. Yes. Um, so when someone goes to hickscorp.com, H-I-X-C-O-R-P.com, where would they go to find more information about this particular product? Well, they go to our uh, to our website homepage, uh, click on the icon for heat transfer machines, and you'll find an icon uh, for the Evo Touch specialty presses. It will be under the specialty presses. You'll find cap presses, flathead presses, and also this new Sidekick 20. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, thanks again for your time and for explaining this one to us. Yes, Reagan. Sure. I'll talk to you next time. And we're back with Nikki Bowen of Machine Gun Graphics. 
Okay, so it's great to have you here, Nikki. And, um, you know, the first thing I wanted to ask you about was the name of your company, Machine Gun Graphics. I think it's a cool name. Where did you come up with it? I actually did not come up with the name of our company. We have another owner, uh, Kyle Woodall. Um, He named that company when he was 19 years old. And he did it because he was just pumping out T-shirts. And one of his friends made a comment and said, uh, you're printing T-shirts the same as a machine gun fire. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> y'all and still so, doing that are y'all still doing it rapid fire oh you know as much as we can absolutely okay <laughs> so tell me about machine gun graphics real quick what's kind of your what i would call an elevator story about you know how would you describe machine gun graphics to a customer say or anyone um well we we call our official start date 2007 obviously kyle started printing when he was 15 years old, but okay. uh, 2007 is what we call our date because that's really when we got our shop. Um, we moved into auto in 2007 and I came fully into the business in 2015. And I'd say that's where our major growth started happening. We spent kind of that time before that, just kind of growing um, as printers and as a company. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, I left a job that I was in in retail and came to our business full time to just focus on that. And we've just grown from there. And so how do you describe what Machine Gun Graphics does now? Yeah, you know, we tell people that we are a decorated apparel company at this point. We no longer just do screen printing. So Mm -hmm. to say, well, we're just a screen printing shop. Not really. Not anymore. We do screen printing. We do specialty printing. We do embroidery. We um, sew patches on hats. Uh, We sew hem tags. We do relabeling. We do promotional products now. So it's just one of those things where we've, we've just kind of changed how we approach our description to our customers. So, Nikki, you mentioned that screen printing is where you started, and then you started adding adding processes, um, promotional products, new product lines, embroidery, et cetera. Uh, what other printing processes are y'all um, involved in right now? In-house, we just do screen printing on garments. We've kind of looked into some other, you know, like paper printing and um, vinyl printing and things like that. But really, our shop is set up for traditional screen printing. Okay. And how do you do your promotional products? How do you produce those? We actually source most of those from other vendors. From a a dollar standpoint, you -hmm. really can't do a lot of that stuff in-house and still be able to compete with the same market. You really need to be able to outsource that from a vendor that specializes in it. So it's a little more cost effective for the customer. Now, do you do embroidery in-house? We do offer embroidery in-house. We used to outsource embroidery when we first started offering it. And as we got busier and as we started taking on more jobs, we decided it was worth bringing in-house. Okay. And now are y'all looking at um, adding any processes, DTG, DTF, anything like that to complement or supplement what you're doing now? DTG is something we definitely paid attention to over the years. And we kind of decided that was not our business model. Um, DTF, however, as we're seeing more and more in the transfer world, we are offering that um, as a full-blown service. We do not currently have a DTF printer in-house. We've looked into it. I just feel like there's companies out there that are making quality transfers that I can order those transfers from and just Mm -hmm. do the production in-house. If we get to a point where the cost outweighs that, then, you know, we'll definitely look into the printer itself. But I think for now, ordering those transfers from someone that specializes in it is the way to go. Okay. 
but y'all do some heat transfer as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. And so within those processes, and obviously, you know, like with screen printing and embroidery, what are some of the processes that you've put in place to create efficiencies within those workflow situations? Time management. (laughs) Explain time management to me from your standpoint and, and how, what does that look like at Machine Gun Graphics? I'm just a time management nerd. So I like to put all of our ducks in a row. Um, I like for everybody to have a specific job in our shop. I like for them to know what their job is and I like them to do that job on their own. Um, time management is just basically making sure that we're utilizing any time that we have available in the day. So if I've got an employee that doesn't have anything else going on in that day, cool. What's on our checklist that needs to get done today? And can I put someone else in that job role today? Okay. What what are some of the most important things you've learned just about the screen printing process that have really helped uh, nail some of those aspects of it down for you? Um, Everything matters. (laughs) Everything in what you do from your screens to your tensions, to your emulsions, the quality of inks that you're buying, the quality of the shirts that you're buying. If you're spending just a little bit more money, you're going to get everything you want out of a product. Okay, so how were you able to kind of tweak that process so that you had all those steps in place and you knew exactly what the screen tension was supposed to be, et cetera, et cetera, on down the line? Because a lot of variables, right, Nikki? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of variables. And really for us, it was a lot of trial and error for a long time. You know, like YouTube and networking online make it so easy for for today's printers. Um, A lot of what we've learned over the years has been failing you know, failing at it, getting up and trying again. Um, Also working with your vendors. Vendors these days are great. They're actually a lot more knowledgeable than they've ever been before and they're willing to help. So if you're having a problem with any of the products that, that you're using in your shop, nine times out of 10, you can just reach out to them, discuss that issue with them and they can give you some suggestions on how you could be doing something differently. Right. And one of the things I noticed, too, is that y'all, um, you can buy from uh, Machine Gun Graphics online. You can buy promotional products, et cetera. Um, so you have some e-commerce capabilities. Is that correct, Nikki? So we don't actually have the e-commerce portion of that turned on. We have it set up to where the customer can request those quotes online. And then that will come to us. And then we reach back out to that customer with a quote and take the process down that road. I don't really want to turn the e-commerce portion of that on for our shop. Oh, and and why is that? With promotional products right now, it's hard. Um, Going through COVID, we're still having a lot of issues sourcing some of that stuff. So I want to make Mm. sure that that product's actually available before that customer buys it versus that customer, you know, setting themselves up with excitement because they've ordered this great product from us and they've paid for it. And now I've got to reach back out to them and say, oh, I'm so sorry, this isn't available anymore. I'd rather get that quote and say, hey, you know what? That product that you were looking for, it's not in stock right now, but this product is, and it's almost the exact same thing. How did y'all set that up on the back end uh, as far as, you know, having someone put an order online, it goes to you, and then you can uh, reply back to them about, you know, about the product itself? So we use a promotional products company. We actually use Sage. It's the same as um, PPAI or ASI. And we set it up through them. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And and you found that that's working for y'all. For us, it's working great. Um, I just, I went on the back end of the website and just kind of like narrowed down the amount of offerings and narrowed down the amount of vendors that we'd like to work with. 
So that's why you you go on our website, you're not going to see the thousands or millions of products that you'll see on, on some of the other websites. We went in and really tried to tailor the products that we would like to offer our customers. We kind of based it off some of the vendors that we like working with and some of the vendors that have the best products to offer. Okay. You, you know, you mentioned that your partner and what, your partner's full name again? Kyle Woodall. Kyle Woodall. Okay. So is this, is printing something that um, you got into early as well? No. So I met Kyle in 2005 uh-huh. and kind of like, Learned, understood, stayed around the printing, you know, world for a little while. Um, in 2015, I decided to leave retail and come into the shop full time as an owner and um, really helped turn the business side of the business around. But when I came in in 2015, I got thrown full throttle into screen printing, had to learn every single aspect of it because I had to jump on production because we had just started getting that busy. So I was basically running the business side of it and helping out on production. Okay. I got that. And so you mentioned that, you know, part of that was turning the business side of it around. What were some, what were the steps that you took to do that? What were some of the kind of the key elements in turning it into the right direction or the direction that you thought would be best? It, it wasn't in a bad direction to begin with. Um, Kyle, Kyle was a single man show, you know, he took it as far as he could take it. Um, without sacrificing certain things. So really when I came into it, my first focus was customers. It was getting quotes out faster. It was getting invoices approved and paid for and getting jobs pushing into the shop faster. That was my first focus. And then after that, I started the road of automation. We started looking at ways to implement automation back in 2015. And I think in 2017 is when we bought our first piece of equipment outside of the auto that we already had. And it was a uh, direct to screen. Yeah. How would you describe your typical customer or what does your customer base look like? Generally speaking, if you can, if you can narrow it down like that. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, We have a pretty large customer base. We have everything from retail customers to bands that we work with to our local, you know, small coffee shops, small barber shops, um, all the way up to some corporate clients. One of my biggest things in our business is we, you know, we're a small local business that was born off of our local customers. So as we are growing, evolving and taking on bigger clients, we still want to make sure that we can still work with our small local customers too. I feel like so many shops in our situation, they get bigger and they stop working with the locals. Yeah. We just want to make sure that we are always there to still support the people that supported us. Right. So you want to keep that local base. Makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of trends are you seeing in, in your market um, amongst your customer base and, and people who are coming in new? Are there certain things that are moving better than others now? Does, are there certain things that people are buying that you're seeing that maybe they weren't a year ago or um, just seemed the volume has uh, increased in a particular product line for you? I mean, it's across the board for us. Um, I'm seeing customers become a little bit more cost conscious just because we have seen such an increase in apparel um, across the board again with everything. And yeah. I'm I'm starting to quote out like, if I'm quoting out a high-end product, I'm also throwing in a little bit medium or low quality product in that quote as well, even if a customer didn't ask for it. Because I'm already realizing that some of the customers that we print for where they were willing to pay that price a year ago, I'm already kind of hearing comments of like, 
too expensive, paying attention to budgets, watching the spending. So I'm trying to be ahead of that Mm -hmm. and just throwing in some other items as well for them to look at pricing. Yeah. And what's your pricing structure theory, at least? Everybody has, I think, a pricing theory. This is kind of basically how we price things. What's your theory on that? I price our shop off of our overhead cost. I think a lot of people just throw numbers out there because they're trying to compete with whatever shops are near them. Yeah. I I price our shop off of our overhead costs. I say, you know what? This is what it costs to run our shop. Um, and we have to make X amount of dollars per day to run that shop. And we want to make a certain percentage of profit on top of that. And that's how I price us. It's priced on our knowledge, our expertise, and I think it's fair pricing. And I, and I quote out every single customer the exact same way. Yeah. Okay. Where do you see things going for machine gun graphics in the future? I mean, do you, do you do kind of long range planning or do you have any thoughts about where the business might be headed in say the next five years? Yeah. I mean, I think right now as a business, we're growing. Um, we've actually been recently having someone come in and help us build out some more structure in the business to kind of accommodate that growth. But I, I think at this point, we're just hiring staff. You know, we're hiring people and we're teaching them how to do our jobs at this point. How's that going? It's great. <laughs> you, build in, <laughs> you build in the right processes and the right structures and you can teach anybody how to do this job. All right. And how do y'all do that? Is it just something that you have? Are these things that you have written down? We are currently in the process of documenting everything that we do inside of our shop. And we're creating Mm -hmm. a full set of SOPs for our shop to the point that if somebody were to come in new tomorrow and they needed to like jump in on press and learn how to do something, we're creating a whole set of SOPs that they could literally just look at, read through. And for the most part, they'd be able to figure out how to do that job if there was no one there to teach them how to do it. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like it would cut down on training time. Yes. You know, that ramp up that you always have with the new employee. That's that's important. It is important. And I think that like we see it all the time, like so many people get tossed into these jobs and I don't think they ever get fully trained on how to do it because I think they end up coming in at a time where the shop is too busy, essentially. So our goal is to get those written down. So they have something to refer back to because inevitably we're always going to be hiring during times like that. Yeah. And it sounds like you've had some success hiring. And I know talking to a lot of people, let's say everybody in the graphics market, (laughs) um, they're all struggling with finding and retaining employees. And it sounds like you're having some success there. And what do you, what would you attribute to that success? Um, we just look for good people to begin with. Um, I'm not throwing in bodies into my shop just to have a warm body there. We pay well, we offer holiday pay, we offer vacation packages and we try to, we really try to care about work-life balance too. And I think that's something that a lot of shops don't focus on. We recently just switched our shop to uh, four 10 hour days so that we can have a three day weekend for our staff. Okay. And you and found that that was successful. In other words, they would prefer to work longer days for four days. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And they love it. You know, we, we yeah. posed the idea to them. We didn't just throw it on them. We asked them about it. We said, hey, this is what we would like to do. 
we feel like we're going to accomplish a lot more as a business and we feel like we're going to save money as a business because we're not running that fifth day. Yeah. And they kind of said, okay, we'll entertain that. And it's so funny though, we're getting more production out of like 10 hours in four days than we did in five, eight hours. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How are you finding good people? I mean, I I think that's part of it too, because I mean, I think it's easy to say, yeah, we get good people, but how do you find them and how do you, you know, figure out that they are good people to begin with, right? We've been really fortunate. The people that we've brought into the shop, I've kind of already known. Um, and I knew that they were looking for certain jobs. So yeah. as we've grown certain departments, I've kind of already had somebody in the back of my brain, like I want to bring this person in as soon as we have this available. Um, okay. I'm also like, I'm a really observant person. And when I'm out in the world, I'm always paying attention to the employees that are working in a bar, working in a restaurant, working in a retail space. I'm paying attention to the managers that are there and how they're performing. Um, I definitely have a restaurant in town right now that has a manager that I stare at. Every time I go there and I just watch them and I see how they're running that restaurant. Yeah. And in the back of my brain, I see someone like that and I say, man, they'd make a good production manager. (laughs) Right. They don't have to know the screen printing world to be a production manager. You know, like you have other people that are in charge of that. And so I'm just always, I'm always paying attention to people and I don't put it past offering someone a job, even if they've not applied for it. Okay. Just because I think they would be a good fit. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I've heard that rarely though, Nikki. Um, that is, uh, people who observe people in the service industry and say, you know, this person would be a, a fantastic employee, and yeah. it probably wants to do something like this, and it would have more yeah. fun doing this. Yeah, you have to pay attention because you're not necessarily looking for people that know how to do screen printing. You're looking for people that have a good work ethic, mm-hmm. a good personality. You can't train people to have that. You can't train people to like have a good attitude, but you can train them to do the jobs that we do. Yeah. So true. Now I know one of your uh, passions is print girl mafia. So I just wanted to um, get your take on what print girl mafia is and, and what it offers to uh, people in the industry. So print girl mafia started as a 10 person group chat in a text message and has evolved into a movement. Um, We are really focused on bringing light to the women in the screen printing industry and just trying to find a way to support the women that are in our industry. I think that for a long time, and this is, this isn't just screen printing, this is everywhere, but we work in screen printing. So this is what we're going to (laughs) attack. Right. But I think that the women in this industry are like severely undervalued at times. And I think that there's times where they're asking questions and not getting help because it is such a male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. So our goal has been to create that safe space where we can all kind of come together and provide each other with help and support. Gotcha. And so where would someone go if they were interested in, in getting involved in Print Girl Mafia? So we have an Instagram account at Print Girl Mafia that is open to everyone. Okay. We have a closed Facebook page that is for women only. Okay. So that's something where if you're on Facebook, you can go in and, and request to be invited essentially, you right? You can. You have to answer a few questions, but gotcha. you just answer those questions. We'll let you write in. Okay. So those are the two primary platforms where people can get involved in Print Girl Mafia, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. 
Great. Thanks for that information. And where can everybody find uh, Machine Gun Graphics? You know, it's simply Instagram and Facebook. And we have a website, MachineGunGraphics.com. Instagram is at Machine Gun Graphics. And Facebook is also at Machine Gun Graphics. Okay, great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, your perspective, and the expertise that you brought to the table today, too. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks again to our guest, Nikki Bowen, and to our sponsor, Hicks Corporation. Look for Nikki and Machine Gun Graphics at, check it out, MachineGunGraphics.com. And Hicks Corporation at HicksCorp.com. That's H-I-X-C-O-R-P.com. Now, if you're looking for perspectives, education, tips, tricks, news, videos, and more, all focused on your business and connecting you to experts in the field, your peers, suppliers, and manufacturers, go to graphics-pro.com. And for convenient regional events catering to graphics professionals across America, check out graphics-pro-expo.com. You can find this podcast at your favorite platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. You can also browse the archives at graphics-pro.com. I've thrown out a lot of hyphens today, haven't I? Okay. Well, thanks for listening, and until next time, adios, amigos.